It's time to get away. And to help get you there, it's Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Here's the host of Travel Bags, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. Happy New Year, everyone. It's a great, great, great day. It's the new year, 2015, Doc Bill. It's 2015. It's a new year to see where we're at and see where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And Doc Bill is back with me. Uh, You missed out on our last show when we had all the Pan Am ladies here. It was a great show. Oh, I heard it. It's a very good show when I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) We had a lot of fun reminiscing, so glad to have you back. And also sitting in all the way from Los Angeles and from Hollywood. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Glad to have you here. Nicole is also our creative producer. She comes up with so many great ideas for the show, so many creative things to talk about. So we thank you. So glad to have you here in the studio. Yes. As opposed to emailing and texting. On the phone or something. (laughs) On the telephone. This is much better. (laughs) Uh, All those things. So maybe our 2015 New Year's resolution can be to have you in the studio more often. I like that idea. That's a good plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a very good <laughs> It requires plan. a lot of traveling, <laughs> which is uh, what the show is all about, right? That's right. That's right. So we can talk about traveling to work on one of these shows because a lot of people do that. But, you know, when I think back over 2014, we had some really, really great trips that we had a chance to, to take. Uh, some of them with you, Doc Bill. Some of them with you, Nicole. Some I took uh, by myself without you guys. But just a lot of really, really great traveling that I did in 2014. But, you know, the unique thing about some of the trips that we did is that they are great travel destinations for 2015 as well. I mean, when you think about the Falkland Islands, Doc Bill, that is really, really a great destination. And people are really nowadays looking for that experimental travel where they get a chance to not only just travel and go and experience the place, but they really get a chance to get out and make that experience a connection with nature, with the culture, with the people. I mean, and the Falkland Islands offers all of that. It does. The thing about the Falklands, which is really unique, is it offers you that pristine environment with abundant wildlife. Mm. I mean, we can have a lot of beautiful, pristine parts seen around the world, but when you have an environment which is just free of large human populations and nature on its own, but then seeing a tremendous lot of wildlife, big wildlife, from penguins to orcas to seals in tremendous numbers, the Falkland offers it. And it offers it at a price that if you're going to that part of the world, that's a lot cheaper than going to Antarctica itself. To go that last 700 miles from um, the Falklands to Antarctica, it's a lot more dangerous. It's a lot more expensive. But the Falklands has something if you want to do a lot of hiking um, by yourself, if you want to see a lot of different things um, with a partner, you can. And if you want a more luxury stay, there are places on the Falklands such as Bleecker and Sea Line that offers those luxury vacation places. And if you want to go places that are more remote, like Volunteer Point, um, some of the other islands, you can do that as well. It's just you, nature, large seabirds, large sea mammals. Um, it's incredible. And places like this are going to get harder and harder to find. So you sort of want to make that a lot earlier in your bucket list than waiting till later because you're going to find is the longer you wait, more regulations are going to come into place and they're going to be tougher to get to. And the cost is going to be going up mm. and up and up. Definitely the cost going up. And I agree with you that it's going to be not quite the experience of going for that privacy and that, you know, opportunity to commune with nature because there are not so many people there. Because when you talk about Volunteer Point, I mean, how many people are there? I mean, how 
How many other tourists would you encounter if you're going to somewhere like Volunteer uh, you, Point? Uh, there's not that many places to stay in the Falklands, for instance. In Volunteer Point, their maximum number of people that could probably put up in the places maybe five, maybe six. So the one thing about it is you're on a you're in an area of the main Falkland Island that has about a fifty thousand acres, and this place is just basically um, you and the beach. And wow. it's the second largest population of king penguins. The king penguins are the second largest penguins. They look like emperors, but they're smaller, but they're actually a bit more colorful. And this is the second largest population that you can find them before you get to South Georgia and start heading down towards the continent itself. And to have that type of um, closeness where you can actually come up to the animals within a few feet and photograph them and have that interaction for hours and hours, that's unique. And that's what makes the Falklands so special. And if you're going to the Falklands, you also must realize that um, there's the, the, it takes a while to get there, but it's a fun trip. It's an adventure. The plane leaves once a week on Thursdays from um, Chile. Mm. And if you go to the Falklands, you, you may put a damper when you're going to Argenti- Argentina because sometimes if you have a Falkland stamp on your passport, it may be difficult to get into Argentina because they had a war. Oh. Okay, so if one wanted to go to Argentina, because Argentina is top of the list for 2015 in terms of great places to travel because the peso there is, is so is so low compared to the U.S. dollar. So if you have the Falkland stamp in your passport, you might have some difficulties? You might have difficulties to get in. You may not even be able to get in. So you might want to go to Argentina first and then go to the Falklands later. Um, if you, if that's if, you, if Argentina is a place you want to go to, but if you're looking for wildlife, and you know, I went there with my great friend of mine, Roger um, Fishman, who's a very well-known wildlife photographer, and um, he's been there several times. Mm-hmm. And there's a Falkland Island for your particular liking. It's a series of islands, so you can be in a place where there's beautiful uh, uh, resort-type settings, or you can be in a very rustic uh, cabin, or you can camp out. It depends on what you want to do, what your budget is, and what you're looking for. That's great. It's a living, build-your-own-adventure book, basically. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it. It sounds like there are probably some great things to do in 2015. I think so, yeah. It's very amazing to hear about it because my roommates have actually had some experience with Antarctica and traveling there. So it's kind of cool to hear about, like, another place you can go to that's down there without having to travel quite as far or spend quite as much money. True, true. And you'll see more, you will see more wildlife on the Falklands than you will on the Antarctic tour. The mm-hmm. weather is less forgiving, and you have a longer period of time where, it's, where you, since you can stay there because it's less expensive, to see things happen. But um, most people who go to Antarctic and that part of the world are older people because that's the population that has the money. But when you get down there, you want to go there when you still have a lot of energy and you can walk around. You'll enjoy it more, um, and it's an unforgiving environment. So, you know, if things do happen, you have a bit more reserve to deal with it in those settings. Well, I'm sure that there's uh, quite a bit of preparation that you have to do. And if you think back to our show that we had last, uh, I believe it was last February, where we had Roger, your great friend, on the show. He gave us a lot of great information about how to prepare to actually take that trip because it is a different environment and you need to be prepared so that you keep yourself healthy, uh, keep all of your gear and equipment, especially folks like you guys who are going to take lots of pictures. You want to keep all of that uh, safe and, 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 and okay. But also, too, just how do you prepare for a trip like that where you are a little bit more out in the environment and in sort of a uh, place that doesn't have a lot of uh, opportunities for you to say, hey, you know, I need some help with this. So you better be well prepared because you may not have a buddy there uh, to help you prepare. So why don't we listen to what Roger had to say about that? Because he gave some really great pointers about preparing for a trip to the Falkland Islands. So let's take a listen. The important thing with any adventure travel and especially with photography is to understand what you're trying to accomplish 
and what you're going to do with the photographs when you get back. Uh, and in my case, because I am a professional photographer, you know, I take a lot of gear. So I was probably carrying about 45 or 50 pounds of gear with me wow. uh, every day, everywhere I went. And uh, often my dear friend Doc Bill would also help me carry some of that <laughs> because it's tough to carry that kind of equipment over a long time. The good news is you don't have to. You know, if you're going on an adventure trip, you create the trip that works for you in terms of your goals, your physical conditions, and you can really customize it so you can make it as uh, easy and flexible as you want or as demanding as difficult uh, as it may need to be. So it's really it's up to the individual traveler. So if I'm hearing you right then, uh, for people, especially maybe the novice adventure traveler, maybe they could rent some equipment. I know with photography, you may want to bring some of your own equipment, but uh, if you're going scuba diving or if you're doing you know, some of these other active things that are also considered adventure travel, I guess you could also rent some things. Is that, is that right, Roger? Yeah, renting equipment, camera gear is a, is a great idea, and renting any outdoor gear, too, when you need to. The important thing is when you're thinking about your trip is going, am I going anyplace that's extreme where gear is super important? And if it is, you probably want to own that gear because you want to make sure you break it in so it fits to your body. Mm. But for most travelers, most novices or even sort of beginners and a little bit advanced, you know, renting uh, and just getting into it one step at a time is the best way to go. Well, those are great tips. It was great to hear Roger give those tips again. You're listening to Travel Bags with Anita and Friends on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 and FM 102.9. This show is brought to you by the Sapphire Island Birdhouses down on beautiful Sapphire Island, Georgia. Contact them at sapphireislandbirdhouses.com. Back in a few minutes. Getting-